Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, gorgeous friends, to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I'm unbelievably excited to share today's interview with all of you. This incredible woman is not only an incredible artist and women's empowerment leader, but she's also one of my dear friends, and that is none other than the lovely Renee Shear. In this interview, we talk about a lot around the term of shadow work, how creativity is such a big part of the healing process, and how we can use our artistry to tap into our intuition. We talk a lot about learning how to hear your own body's wisdom and guidance, and also how to ask ourselves questions so that we can begin to tap into that inner guidance or intuition. Yes, it is a juicy interview to say the least. If you are new to Renee's work, she is a lifelong artist and a women's empowerment leader, and she really believes that every woman has the ability to harness the power of their intuition, live fully aligned, and heal their old stories through a deeply intuitive, creative process. She is such a gifted artist. Her artwork has inspired me since the moment that I met her, and I'm so grateful that over the years we've also cultivated such a beautiful sisterhood and friendship. Even if you feel like you are not in the least bit creative, or if you feel like artist is just never a word you would attach to yourself, I think you're going to get a lot from this episode. I had some pretty big major breakthroughs along the way as well. So without further ado, enjoy this interview. Welcome, Renee. How are you doing? I am so good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we've been connected for a couple years now, and it's so fun to see both of us blossoming and really rising into our most empowered selves. I think we've both witnessed each other transform a lot. Oh, heck yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So much. Indeed. So Renee, you have built such a beautiful um, business and vision around artistry, and you've become such a beautiful leader in women's empowerment, but I'm sure it wasn't always this way for you. So I would love to hear where you started, what your beginning to all this was long before we could say you had done any of that inner work or self-discovery, or maybe even figured out who it is you truly are. Oh, yes. My goodness. (laughs) I could talk about that for a long time, but I won't go back too, too far. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So as you know, anyway, um, you know, I worked um, in corporate America for a really long time, for like almost 30 years. And um, it was just something that I did because I thought I was supposed to do and I didn't really know what else to do with my life. You know, I had suffered all sorts of different kinds of trauma and things when I was younger, even into my 20s. And so I just kind of lived a very sort of robotic type life, you know, just like went to work, went home, did the thing, had friends, you know, stuff like that. And I just was finding myself so completely unfulfilled. Like I just was unhappy. I didn't enjoy my life. And I just knew that things needed a change. And so I would say it was probably around 2004. So that's what, like 16, almost 16 years ago, uh, or yes, 16 years ago that um, I had said, that's it. 
I've had enough of this crap and I need to make a change. So so I did that. And what happened was, is I, I ended up making a really big move and I started to go to um, some women's circles and that started to shift things for me. And I did that for a few years and I was also an artist at the time and I was only painting simply just to paint because it was, you know, it was more of a hobby for me. It was something that I really liked to do, but I was doing it in a way to just do it because I enjoyed it, you know? Mm -hmm. And even then it still took me several years before I started to realize that there was still something missing. Even though I started doing some of the inner work, it wasn't enough. And so it wasn't until I actually started the intuitive painting process, which is what I do now, that I realized that I had a lot of healing that I needed to do with inside of me. And so when I started, I went to actually a intuitive painting class in New Mexico many, many years ago. And when I did that, I kind of saw this huge transformation happen because I started painting out all of the old stories, all of the old traumas, all of the old beliefs, all of the, just all of the junk that we carry with us, all of the conditioning, all of that stuff. Um, And it just really started to transform my life. And I started doing that for a really long time and realized I loved it so much that I wanted to start teaching it myself. Like it was as if I found my calling. It was like I found my purpose in life, what I was supposed to do because I had such a struggle, you know, I had such a long journey and I loved gathering with women and going to circles and, and just being in that sisterhood. And I thought, you know, this is what I'm meant to do. And so It took me many years, but I finally got there. And I'm telling you that intuitive painting process is really what helped me find my way because it's a way to just really allow yourself to go down deep and ask those really tough questions, face those shadows and those fears that you're afraid to, to ask and, and to face, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. There's so many things I want to unpack in what you just said, because- I think a lot of women would never think of art as a way to go deeper within and to paint out those traumas and those experiences. I mean, were you scared or were you apprehensive at the idea of intuitive painting or did your intuition just know you needed to do it? My intuition knew that I needed to do it. I I listened and, you know, I, I had been doing a lot of, you know, spiritual growth work at that time. So I think I I finally learned how to listen, um, but I was scared too. Don't get me wrong. I was scared because I had, back at, during that time, I had a very horrible belief of not being good enough and, and just self-worth in general. You know, so many of us struggle with the whole idea of self-worth. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was scared, but what came out, you know, even with the fears and everything of doing that. Because some of the stuff that I painted, mind you, I was at a painting retreat, so it was quite vulnerable to share all of those things. And the things that came out were quite dark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so um, there were a lot of tears, but there was a lot of joy. It was like a release. Um, And then from there, you know, I was able to sort of take it home with me into my own and kind of create my own unique way doing it. 
you know, I had to get all of the garbage out and then I took it and I sort of explored it some more on my own and discovered a whole new way of creating. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little scary. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine. And like you said, to be in a vulnerable setting where other people can see what it is you've created. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I really like too is, you know, you, you recognize the the process of healing because I think a lot of us wish that there was like a quick way <laughs> to overcome mm -hmm. adversity or trauma. We're always looking for a fast way to do it. And I really appreciate how honest and open you are about the process of it. And it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't one woman's circle. It wasn't one painting opportunity. It's been a journey. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. I talk about that all the time. It's definitely a journey. And, you know, it things start to heal. You start to heal yourself. That's the beauty of it. You know, it's one of those things because we are so wise. Our intuition is there to guide us and to show us and, and communicate with us. So it's really all about getting in your body and having that communication with your body and letting her just sort of give you the wisdom that it is that you need, whether it's around something that you need to heal, or even if it's just a question that you're struggling with, you know, it can be used really simply for anything at all. It, and it doesn't have to be all around traumas. I mean, we've all suffered some sort of trauma, I'm sure, but it's a really powerful process to do on a regular basis to stay in alignment, to stay connected to your body. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Would you say that through art has been the greatest opportunity for you to both look at the dark or the shadow parts of yourselves and cultivate a deeper connection to say your intuition? Absolutely. Now I've done things, you know, I've done meditation, I tried yoga, you know, I've done all sorts of things, the circles and, and all of that. But, you know, I was always an artist my entire life and it just seemed fitting and my body just wanted to, to paint. And so that's what I did. And when I started, you know, working with other women, you know, I've worked with a lot of women in the past and even just friends and family, like I can't paint. I don't know how, you know, I can't do it. And it's like, yeah, you can, because <laughs> you don't have to be an artist. You don't, you know, I'm not creative. Yes, you are creative. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to be experienced at it. It's, it's just a way for you to really check in. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, I can talk and talk and talk about it, but until you actually experience it and go through the process, you're, you'll just be amazed at, at what can really show up for you. Totally. And you and I have had this conversation, but I was for a long time, the person that said, I'm just not creative. I don't have that knack. You know, I've, I've never been the kind of person that could just pick up a piece of clay and make something out of it or a paintbrush. And I realized in talking to you what a limiting belief that was to always say that just because I don't meet the standard that I think I'm supposed to, that then I'm, I'm not worthy, you know, like when you say it out loud, then you start to realize mm -hmm. this is based on nothing. It is. It truly is. And yeah, because that's what one of the other things that I just love about this process is that because it's, it has nothing to do with making art or making making product, I should say. This is an experience. This is a connection to your body. This is a way of getting into alignment, connecting with your spirituality. It's a whole other way of creating. Mm -hmm. 
And then on the opposite side of that, I know you talk a lot about shadow work and looking at some of those parts of ourselves that maybe we wouldn't admit to another human being exists. Yes. How how does shadow work play into all this? And how would you even describe what that process looks like? Well, I can share with you, you know, I did a couple of processes myself just actually within the last couple of months. So not too long ago, you know, I was struggling with some things. Um, I was struggling with my inner critic, you know, no matter how much work we do, that inner critic always tends to show up sometimes and bear its (laughs) ugly head, you know? And, um, so I decided to paint and, and essentially the way that it starts is, you know, you get connected, you, you do maybe a little, you set an intention. It's really all intentional because without intention, you're just kind of going, just doing where if you set the intention, you know, call on your guides or just ask your body to, you know, set the intention to ask your body what she needs or what she wants to say to you and connect to that inner child. That's another important aspect of it because that, that inner child is still living inside of us and has so much to share. You know, we carry so much with us into our adulthood from when we were younger. And, you know, we think that it's gone, but it's not. It's still in there. So it's like, let that little girl come out and just play. Set your intention and just start painting. So that's what I do. I just set the intention. I actually write it on my canvas. I start painting. I just grab colors that my eyes are drawn to, put on some music and just flow and just start slathering paint on with no rhyme or reason. You let go of the attachment to any outcomes or any expectations. And because you set an intention, you know, maybe you asked a question, you know, what do I need to know about this circumstance in my life? Or what do I need to know about this inner critic? Why does this inner critic keep showing up for me? And one of the things that I learned in one of my last sessions was that, you know, I have this way of this like linear thinking. And I started realizing that um, I needed to shift the way that I was thinking. I won't get into all the details, but essentially I received the answers. And so what happened was I painted it all out to sort of heal all of that. And then what ended up happening was my painting turned into this really dark and kind of awkward looking thing into something light and beautiful as it went through the healing process. So fascinating. I can feel like I can feel my inner perfectionist (laughs) come out as you're saying all of this, thinking like, what, (laughs) you want me to just show up and just throw paint on it and see what happens? (laughs) Or you want me to not have a plan for this? And obviously that shows the areas Mm -hmm. that that I'm resisting. But when you think about coming up to a, a canvas or to any form of artistry, with the intent to see something deeper below the surface, what do you feel like is the hardest part to to actually start doing? Wow, that's a really great question. Um, I need to tap back into kind of when I first started. I would say, I think for me, it's I think it's fear. It's really just a, a major fear. Not knowing how, fear of not being good enough, fear of not liking the answers that you receive. <laughs> so like for me, you know, it would be like, I really want to try to work through this and understand what's happening and, and why this is happening to me or why I'm feeling this way. And then fear of not liking the answer or not getting the answer. That's another thing because sometimes the answers don't even necessarily come 
during that first session. Sometimes they come in a download the next day or the day after or during your next session. You know, it just really all depends on you and how open you are. So I would say that's probably one of the hardest things. Like you said, with perfection, I actually just did a podcast on that just not recently, is that we have to let go of that perfection because it's it's perfection is essentially attaching ourselves to an outcome, attaching ourselves to an expectation. Ooh, well, that resonates. <laughs> yeah. And it's really all about life. I mean, it's it's how, think about it. It's really a life lesson. Doing it that way actually carries over into your life. Yes, so Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So I like that we've talked a little bit about the shadow side of this. And then you just mentioned about these downloads, or I guess we could say these intuitive nudges. And sometimes we don't like the answers that we get. I'm sure everyone knows what that feels like. I was just talking to my sister about this because last year I had a very clear moment of an intuitive nudge, I guess is the word I'd use. And because I didn't want to hear it, I didn't listen to it. And even though it didn't have a catastrophic outcome, I can certainly see how in that moment I had a choice and I chose to to pick comfort, to pick something that I thought I could control. So when you're painting or when you're, you know, coming to, to your outlet of artistry, what does an intuitive feeling really encompass or what does that feel like? Mm. Well, it could be, you know, it could be different for everyone um, because everyone processes differently. For me personally, I actually do get downloads sometimes in my mind. So my body will inform my mind or my heart will inform my mind. Um, Or sometimes it'll be a feeling in your body. So the more connected you are to your body and the more that you... um, try to stay in your body and feel in your body and out of your head, you'll start to notice where in your body does it feel tight? Where do you have tingles? Where does it feel open? Where are you breathing? Where, you know, where are you? It's, it's, it's really very, very in tune with the body. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of hard to explain, but like all of a sudden you got a backache, right? Well, what is that about? Our bodies are telling us something. They are the ultimate wisdom. They are the strongest brain. They are, they're, they are smarter than our brain. <laughs> mm. So anytime there's a feeling in your body, that is telling you something. But you can also get the download in your mind as well too. I actually really appreciate that you talked about that it's different for everyone and it's it's a way of learning how your own body speaks to you with intuition. So maybe for some people, like you said, it's more of a download in your mind. For some of us, it might be in our hearts. For me, it tends to be a very deep gut feeling mm-hmm. that can yep. come with either a lot of fear or excitement, depending on, you know, if I like the message, I guess. Yep. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone were to come to you and they said, Renee, I want to learn how to be more of an artist, not even just with painting, but in any way, but they feel apprehensive because they have that story that they're not an artist. What would you say to that? Mm. Well, I would definitely challenge them on that belief and where that belief is coming from. Because it generally is, especially if they feel like they're not, if they feel like they're not an artist and they say, I want to be an artist, I would say, why do you think, you know, why do you believe you're not an artist? And then start digging deep into that. It can go really deep. 
Um, so I would always start there. Yeah. I would bet too, some people probably have a defined moment where they were shamed or told like, oh, that's not very good or you really messed that up or something. And even if you're so young, that does imprint and often does become that belief of I'm clearly just not good enough. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then in terms of intuition, how do you feel we can be more intuitive in any form of art and let go of that need to control? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's a, a tough question, Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say, you know, and I, I might sound like a broken record, but I would say the first thing that we all have to do is we have to get in tune with our body and understand our body signals. Yeah. What is your body telling you? How does it feel for you? And you can test it, you know, like, Think back to times when you felt a certain way or during a certain event or a certain circumstance and close your eyes and get out of your mind and feel in your body and let your body show you, you know, whether it's a feeling in your gut or, you know, your toes are tingling or, you know, whatever the case is. Um, once you do that, I think that's that's basically the starting point. Mm-hmm. You're speaking my language, I mean, clearly, as someone that talks yeah. about the body and the cycles, and it is that process of getting out of the linear way of thinking or how we feel we should be doing right? and coming back into the primal sense of, but how does this feel? Yeah, yeah exactly. And then what you go, what you do from there is you ask the question. This is, this is one of the things that people forget to do, not just when, men and women. We forget to ask ourselves questions in terms of what kind of art I want to make. Mm-hmm. Does it feel good to paint? Does it feel good to draw? Does it feel good to dance? And let your body kind of guide you, yes, no, yes, into those yes, no answers. This feels good. This doesn't feel good. You know, and and do it when you're in kind of a neutral state. You don't want to be like having a really high state of mind, you know, like we were talking about this, um, you know, like where there's days where you're like in the best mood ever and <laughs> the, every, the life is fantastic and nothing could go wrong. I can conquer the world, you know, or then you have your days where you're more lower and you're like kind of like, eh, I'm really low energy today, low vibes. You know, ask yourself those questions when you're in the more of that neutral state. If you don't yeah. ask the questions, you're never, you know, you might not ever get the answer. This conversation is sparking so much for me because many great mentors have said, if you don't like the quality of your life, then you need to ask better questions Yeah, Um, and exactly what you're saying. And I find this a lot with food specifically for me in that if I am about to eat something, if I'm tapped into my fear or anxiety or lack or something, then I make really poor choices in that. I'm like, (laughs) definitely need brownies for dinner. Definitely. (laughs) And if I'm tuned more so into you know, my body and what I truly need, then it's probably very different. It's probably like a kale salad or something very, very grounding and nourishing. So such, such great wisdom to just ask the body, what is it you actually need? Or how can I support you? Or whatever question feels authentic. Absolutely. It's, it, it took me a long time to learn that, but once you do, it will not fail you. Yes. The body knows. The body knows. Mm Mm-hmm. Intuition is something that I talk a lot about at the retreats, as you know, and a lot of women feel like they lose that connection at some point in their life or that it's almost ground out of them. 
Mm -hmm. Is there a practice that you found was really helpful for you when you were first learning how to connect to your intuition? You know, for me, honestly, because I was so disconnected in term, I was so disconnected with myself. I was so disconnected with my, my peers, with my family, with my friends. Um, I started to learn how to connect when I started finding a tribe of women who were like me. So it was kind of a combination of a sister tribe and also meditation. Mm -hmm. I was a horrible meditator. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just could not get out of my head. But eventually over time, and it takes practice, you know, the combination of just taking quiet time, listening to your body, and then also the support of sisters is really where I started learning how to connect to my body more. And I think the sister part was probably the most important part because I never had that that bond or that support that a woman needs to really be connected. I think it's hard for a woman to be connected to her body if number one, if she's never learned how, like if you never had a you know, a mother figure or anything like that to show you how or to teach you how. Um, It's, yeah, for me that I think that was definitely a major, major um, part of that. Yeah. And no surprise that for both of us, the beginning of our Mm -hmm. journeys were Mm -hmm. women's circles and simply having that connection and to see women. I remember being so in awe of the women that when they walked in the room, it was like they glowed because you could see they were so connected to self and they were so embodied. And I thought like, wow, yeah. <laughs> I want to be like that woman. And yep. <laughs> and through the process, we can rise into that, um, especially as we learn how to listen to our body, come back into our intuition and resolve some of the stories that often hold us back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm curious if you think back to the very beginning of your journey, Renee in the corporate world, in the grind, feeling a bit maybe lost or disconnected, what piece of advice would you give that version of yourself? Oh my goodness. (laughs) I would tell her a lot of things. Um, I guess, um, I think the first thing that comes to mind, and it might sound a little cliche, is that, you know, Renee, you are, you are good enough. You are worthy to have whatever you desire. I think that's the best thing you could say to someone, really. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. What is the best way to get creative if someone feels like the idea of painting or, or maybe more of a traditional form of arts is a little overwhelming? Find, I would say, find something that you really enjoy because creativity is not just art making. Creativity comes in so many different forms Everything from the work that you do for a living to dancing and art and singing and how you take a walk. So find something you really enjoy, what feels good to you that brings you joy. And when you do that, it doesn't matter what it is. If you enjoy taking a 30-minute bath every day, and you allow yourself to actually do that, the creativity starts to spark. The Mm -hmm. inspiration starts to come because you're in the vibration of joy and you're creating. 
as you do that. Exactly. It sounds like Mm -hmm. once you start that, you become more so the artist of your life, of everything. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm, That sounds divine. (laughs) Like I I would like to prioritize a 30 minute bath every day. (laughs) Adding that to my list, I would like to truly do that. This has been so much fun, Renee. I just adore you and I appreciate how you show up in the world. Is there any final piece of advice or wisdom that you feel like all women need to hear? Oh my goodness. Well, thank first of all, thank you for having me. This has been so fun as well. I love this so much. And I would say my final piece of advice is to truly, truly look inside yourself and, and know and truly know that you are worthy and capable of anything that you desire and you have the ability to create a fully aligned and creative life for yourself just by doing the work. You have there the only reason we ever question any of that is because of everything we've been conditioned to believe outside of us. Find your authentic truth. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Well said. Beautiful. Well, where can people connect with you, find you on the interwebs? Yes, absolutely. Um, they can find me at my website, www.reneeshear.com. And I also am on Facebook and Instagram, which you can find also links to on my website. And I also have a free Facebook group for anyone who wishes to join for additional inspiration. And don't forget, you have an amazing podcast. So if. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I do. I have a podcast, (laughs) the Empowered Goddess Creative Podcast. Yes, I've been uh, podcasting now for six months. It's all about women's empowerment, inspiration, creativity, all kinds of things like we talked about today. Yes. So anyone Mm -hmm. listening, if you are always on the hunt for a new podcast like me, um, (laughs) I find that I, I really feel satiated if I can listen to at least five a day. I know that sounds kind of Uh, like a lot, but um, (laughs) I find that that's my favorite way to receive information. So if you're looking for a new podcast, Renee's podcast is amazing. Really, really good interviews. Highly recommend it. So thank you so much, Renee, for being here. All that is linked in the show notes for all of you tuning in and go ahead and find Renee on Instagram. Let her know what you thought of this episode. Until next time, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us, beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Goddess Ceremony. Until next time.